The federal government does a lot of science, but Hawaii Senator Maisie Hirono thinks federal scientists across the government are taken for granted, or worse, unappreciated and even disrespected. She's published a letter to that effect at Federal News Network, but I thought you might want to hear from her directly. Senator Hirono joins me now. Senator, good to have you on. It's good to be on. Aloha, everyone. So tell us uh, what prompted you to write this letter saying that uh, you, you want to back up the federal scientists. It's come to light in a number of instances that this is not an administration that is relying on uh, their scientists within the federal government for decision-making. And frankly, it came to light uh, for me when Secretary Zinke came to testify, and um, I was asking him questions about uh, whether or not they allow use of the words climate change in their reports, and he said, oh, we would never edit any reports to that effect, but uh, it came to light just, I think, the month a month later that that was, in fact, happening. So I began to pay attention to other examples where the scientists were being interfered with or their works were delayed in publication or in the case of the U.S. Department of Agriculture, whole sections of the USDA were being moved to places outside of Washington, D.C. And the president's chief of staff, Mulvaney, saying something along the lines of, this is a good way to cut down on government employment employees. So there's a pattern. And this pattern has resulted in me and others requesting the Inspector General of Departments to conduct an investigation as to why some of these things are happening. And uh, there are three ongoing investigations, even as we speak, from the, on the basis of the letters that we have sent. These are OIG investigations, and which agencies yes. are they occurring at? Well, one is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's uh, remember the Sharpie Gate, where their weather map, which is a science-based map, was uh, was changed <laughs> to indicate that that the state of Alabama was going to be hit with a right, sure, a weather event. So there's an investigation going on as to how Sharpie Gate occurred, and then uh, there is an investigation going on with the U.S. Department of Agriculture that bearing climate change-related research and movement of both the, as I mentioned, uh, some departments of both the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture to Kansas City, Missouri. And then there's another one uh, where uh, then Deputy Secretary Bernhardt's interference with the release of U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service report on the impacts of pesticides on endangered species. And, of course, uh, Deputy Secretary Bernhardt is now the secretary of the department. Got it. And you also mentioned in your letter that the EPA, as you say, is under constant attack. Tell us what you see there. The EPA does a lot of really important uh, studies, including things such as, you know, uh, what happens to children if they are exposed to environmental hazards like pesticides and lead. So there is an Office of Children's Health Protection within the EPA, and there is an effort to pretty much, uh, I would say, shut it down. I mean, they put the the head of that office summarily on leave uh, as she was pushing for a, a study on the impact of pesticides on children. So there are things that go on like that throughout a lot of the departments, and a lot of this is going on under the radar screen. And the scientists who are working in our federal government, I think they know what's going on, and and that's why 
this letter is really important to tell them that their work is valued. Their work is important to inform our decision-making, even if we have an administration that is much more interested in uh, hearing from the corporations, hearing from the fossil fuel industry as to what we should do. But there are those of us who think otherwise, that we want to get independent science-based information and research and studies on which to rely on for our decision-making. We're speaking with Hawaii Senator Maisie Hirono, a Democratic senator. And Hawaii itself is something of of an environmental crucible for a lot of reasons. Do you get feedback (laughs) from your constituents with respect to what's going on? I get letters from people who are very interested in what's going on with the EPA and what's going on with protecting endangered species. Hawaii is the endangered species capital of the country, um, if not the world. We have a lot of endangered species in Hawaii. We also have invasive species that come into our isolated uh, island chain where they can wreak havoc on our flora and fauna. So we're very interested in what the USDA, that's uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, in the main to make sure that they continue to conduct studies on invasive species impact on uh, things like our coffee crop. Hawaii is the only state that grows coffee, by the way. Yes, I know. I, I but like But we like the coffee. all of this information. <laughs> Kona coffee and other, uh, yes, coffees. I shouldn't just shut out for Kona coffee, but there are other, there's other coffee produced in Hawaii. But we have invasive species that attack the coffee berries. We want science-based you know, um, research to enable us to fight back. Now, there have been back and forth with administrations on EPA. On EPA, there were rules that were promulgated during the Obama administration that even the courts said were beyond the statutory authority of the EPA. Could that be one of the issues at work here? Mainly we have an administration that uh, thinks that uh, government regulations is something that is, uh, uh, they're, they're trying to cut back on as many government regulations as possible. And why? I mean, who does government regulate? Uh, polluters? Uh, people who put dangerous chemicals into the air? You know, those are the kinds of health and safety regulations that the government uh, pays attention to and promulgates. But this administration wants to eliminate as many regulations as possible. And in fact, I think they've said it. That's one of their goals. They like government to be what they would call less intrusive. But I would call it government's uh, mission is to protect the health and safety of our people. Well, do you contemplate any legislation that might counteract some of the effects that you've written about that in the letter and that you've discussed? Uh, there are a number of bills that, that a number of people have introduced, including myself. But uh, as long as Mitch McConnell is holding the reins of what gets put on the Senate floor for voting, we're not going to see uh, much along those lines. And while we have you, let me ask you about another thing that you would require both houses to get together on, and that is appropriations so that there is not a government shutdown. I think the latest yes. continuing resolution takes us till about Christmas. Well, it actually takes us to November 21st. Yeah, right so now. Thanksgiving. So we obviously are either going to have to come up with all of the appropriations or we're going to need to do another continuing resolution. So the discussion, I think, is around uh, taking us almost to Christmas or somewhere in that time frame. I think there is a commitment not to shut government down again. I hope that Mitch McConnell will stick to that. 
because the, the last government shutdown was devastating to hundreds of thousands of uh, particularly federal employees, but also people who contract with the federal government. So a, a one-month government shutdown where people didn't have their salaries for two uh, for two weeks was really difficult. And I met with a, a lot of federal employees in Hawaii who were resorting to going to the food bank, et cetera. And this, uh, this happened all across the, the country. So uh, this is not something that we want to see happen, a government shutdown. I that in a bipartisan way, we'll do everything to make sure that doesn't happen. But who knows what the president has in mind? Because he's not getting his wall. Yes, well, there's a lot of issues swirling around there. Do you ever think if everyone took, say, a shot of Jameson's and dropped that into their Kona, that we could just maybe all get along better? <laughs> that might help. Or they can just come to Hawaii where you know people tend to get along, where people tend to respect other people's cultures. <laughs> yes, Nobody's in the, no place is perfect, but I'd say Hawaii is a place where we respect, um, as I said, other cultures, and we understand that uh, our country is really, aside from the original peoples who were here, made up of waves of immigrants. All right, I'll have to get back there. It's been quite a number of years. Senator Maisie Hirono is a Democrat representing Hawaii. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you. I hope we can do it again. Aloha to everyone listening. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive, where you can also view Senator Hirono's open letter. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, If you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.